The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Local borough of Queenscliff Mayor recently re-elected. So, Councillor Ross Abels, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with us. Mitchell, thank you very much. And it's nice to be back here. I think one year on since um, we you were down here last. So, welcome back to the borough of Queenscliff. Well, it was a really good atmosphere this time last year. And I think we were looking forward to a really good summer and hopeful that 2021 was going to be better than 2020 was. I think, if anything, 2021 has been worse than 2020 was because of the in and out of lockdown and all that um, inconsistency. So, how do you feel this point compared to where we were this time last year? I think this time last year, I think we were pretty optimistic. I think we actually thought we were going to have a, a pretty good year and I think we started off and we had a couple of months and, you know, our, all our locals were very happy, the traders were doing well and then obviously, you know, it all turned 180 degrees again and then we're back to where we started from, So, um, which is obviously disappointing and, you know, the hardest thing for, you know, our residents also and also our business operators, it was just the in and out of lockdown and I think it's just people got a bit tired after a while and lethargic and you know bit, bit down I think which made it really hard to um, get on with life but we, we do and we have and here we are and hopefully we can um, uh, continue doing what we're doing best. So how did the borough go um, summer last year? Was it a really good bounce back from a winter that hadn't had the same tourist traffic? Yeah, a lot of the traders, some traders said they had a really good winter. I think obviously with the borough of Queenscliff, you know, a lot of our people are, uh, our demographic are retired. So a lot of people were actually, normally would travel north for winter and obviously they, they didn't travel so they stayed home. And so a lot of times I think for the winter trade, a lot of the businesses actually did quite well because people just didn't leave town. And obviously we really do rely on Melbourne though, you know, for that from a business point of view. And half our residents pretty much live in Melbourne as well. So if Melbourne's out of lockdown, it certainly helps us. And obviously there are times when Melbourne was in lockdown, we weren't. And, you know, obviously, I think, as you mentioned earlier, there was, you know, times when the city of Greater Geelong was in lockdown and we weren't as well, which proved for some interesting times. It certainly was interesting. I was very envious sitting in uh, the city of Greater Geelong of all of you down here because you were a vaccinated community, even though I think at the time I was double vaxxed in Geelong, but that didn't mean anything, of course. But, um, yeah, there was also the issue of the boundary of point Lonsdale, if you're on the Greater Geelong side of Point Lonsdale, is it Fellows Road is the boundary. Uh, so if you're on the wrong side of Fellows Road, you were in the harshest lockdown, whereas on the other side you were relatively free. Yes, that's right. And it did sort of cause a lot of, you know, people were really quite confused, and particularly on, I think it was the Sunday when a lot of these announcements are made. You know, we got lots of calls saying, well, is Queen's Coffee in Are they out? And we're saying, well, according to the, the press release, you know, we're, we're not in lockdown. The city of Greater Geelong is. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of people move between the boundaries. You know, at the end of the day, really, there's from a community point of view, we don't see necessarily as having boundaries, you know, we certainly see people, you know, in Point Lonsdale you know, we're one big community and um, we treat them like that. So I think it was about three or four days before was it Lisa Neville stepped in and said no, we're now putting uh, all of Point Lonsdale in the borough of Queenscliff for the purpose of enforcing these restrictions. Yes, that's right. So, um, you know, there was certainly a lot of phone calls made to the, the local minister's office and also the, the health minister in Melbourne. It took a little while for them to, I think, sit down and have 
have a look at the map and realise, okay, maybe we got that one a little bit wrong and um, we can fix that, which which was really good and um, brought, brought our community back together again. What was it like in that time when you were free relatively here and uh, Greater Geelong was locked down? Was it very quiet? Were the businesses able to survive on just the locals or are they really dependent on people coming in from Geelong and Melbourne? I actually thought that um, we, we were fine. Our businesses were fine. And to, to a certain degree, I think, um, you know, maybe people ignored the boundary anyway. I think they were still coming. I think they treated it that was just silly and we're going to move on and do it anyway. So um, mm, not yeah. that we condone such no. a thing, of course, but um, I believe that was certainly what, what was think, happening. Yeah, by the end of it, there was certainly a bit of that going on. <laughs> um and last year, I remember we talked a lot about the skiplets coming in and, you know, yep. trying to get people excited about outdoor alfresco dining. A year on with all the learnings, I know your expertise is in, I think, hospitality That's consulting, correct, yes. isn't it? So what have we learned from that process and do people embrace alfresco dining? It was interesting because, uh, you know, we were, from a council's perspective, we were probably thinking, oh, we're going to get a little bit of kickback. People are not, you know, we're taking over some parking spots. But people, they, they really enjoyed it and, and embraced it. And, um, you know... There was another round of funding, you know, a couple of months ago, but unfortunately they, they changed the um, the guidelines, so we weren't able to do uh, the skiplets again, but we're actually rolling out some, um, you know, more infrastructure, permanent infrastructure, which will be around the town, so more park park ventures. Um, we'll be putting, you know, more trees in the main streets as well to obviously help that, and that'll be a long-term one, so... That'll change how the main street looks? Hopefully so, yes, indeed. So um, just soften it up a little bit, and... Um, uh, but you know, the skiplets, you know, I think we had about 18 or so. I think there was probably a couple that didn't work, um, but most of them worked really well, which was good. So, um, yeah, I don't think you're ever going to get a 100% success rate, but uh, people really enjoyed it and embraced it. Has it been made somewhat redundant? Because I know now there's no restrictions on indoor um, venue capacities provided everyone's fully vaccinated, whereas this time last year, from what I can recall, you could have more people outside than you could inside. Yeah, that's it certainly made it difficult for some venues, even even through summer, you know, as we know, you know, our summer, we can be, you know, beautiful and warm one day and freezing cold mm. the next and you get the southerly breeze, so it make, makes outdoor dining difficult. But certainly from council's perspective, we we sort of made it easy for people to expand that outdoor area. So, you know, if, if you've got a little cafe and you, your shopkeeper next to you is not a cafe and they're happy for you to extend down the street, we made sure that that process was quite quick and seamless and, you know, liquor licensing Victoria did a really good job of, you know, changing red lines. So, you know, certainly people expanded their businesses and I, I don't think it'll go back. I think people uh, change, sorry, won't change what they're doing. They'll continue to roll outside. Um, you know, people have you know, they're learning. Sometimes you've got to rug up. You've got to take blankets. You know, you see sometimes in the main street of Queensland from Lonsdale, you know, late afternoons, early evenings, they're still sitting outside. They've got a blanket on them. It's mm. a bit like being in Norway and Scandinavia <laughs> where, you know, it's just accepted yeah. as well. That's what you do. So uh, you were elected as the mayor when the council, the new council first met, and now you've been re-elected for another year. You've got Councillor Hewitt as your deputy. I just wonder, because also the Surf Coast Shire decided to re-elect their mayor as well, is there maybe a case to be had for two-year mayoral terms like we have up in the city of Greater Geelong? Yeah, I know city of Greater Geelong, and I think the city of Melbourne. I'm not too sure the reason. It's a state government. It's under the Local Government Act, so I'm not too sure why. But there is the option to, to elect for two years, so part of the process is you actually determine how long that mayoral uh, reign would be. So you can do it from, you can say it can be one or two years anyway. Um, you know, a lot of councils, I think most councils do one year at a time and just see how, you know,
know, the, the rules and see how well the, the, the mayors, you know, behave and, and do their job as they should be doing. And the but, council's getting along? Yeah, we've got a, you know, we've got a really good council. Our five, five of us get along really well. We're quite diverse. We bring a, a little bit of difference to the table, which is good. And we have, you know, robust this debate. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're a small community and, you know, we're, you know, we have to answer to our community and, you know, you know, we walk the streets. You know, everyone, people, well, not everyone, but most people know us, so they'll stop and have a chat, which is probably a little bit different from the, the larger councils. Where you know, I talk to some people on the um, at a MAV meetings, and they said, "Oh, no one actually ever calls me, or no one actually stops me because they don't hear who I am." Whereas obviously down here, it's a little bit different. And but that's why we do it. You know, we we're part of this community. We want to make sure that we contribute and do what's best for our whole community. And the political engagement down here is very high, isn't it? People are passionate about this area and advocating for change? Oh, I wouldn't say change. I think, you know, certainly... All the status quo. The status quo, yeah. <laughs> but we want to make sure that, you know, obviously coming up, you know, we've got uh, federal elections, we've got state elections. We've just, uh, as part of the Local Government Act, their first year of council, we have to go through a quite a rigorous process for our council plan. So we certainly look... You know, when we come to, um, you know, to the feds and the states coming to us and say, what can we do for you? What can we, what can we promise you? Well, we want to make sure it's, it's something we've already identified. It's, you know, we don't need a swimming pool in the Borough of Queensbridge. <laughs> we don't want to get caught in those, those fights, but what we want to do is, um, advocate for what our community wants. And sometimes it's, it's small and keeping it pretty simple. And that's why we like living where we do. So, uh, every time we meet for the last time of the, the year, it gives us an opportunity to reflect, but also to look forward. And as you said, the year coming up, it's going to be huge with a federal and a state election. The state election going second in November and the federal election we think might be around May, but who knows, maybe you have more intel than I do. <laughs> um, so tell us about the year ahead. What's on your agenda, particularly as a council, and then I assuming as a council advocating to the higher set and federal levels of government? Yeah, so certainly, as, as I said, we'll be working through our priority projects uh, for both the feds and the states to work out what do we actually want for our community and, and reflecting back on our, our council plans and decide what we need. And, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, more vegetation, you know, Obviously, we have a climate emergency response plan in place now. We're about to do the implementation plan for that. So that'll draw out some things which we, we can do as well to look after our environment. Um, obviously, you know, the more trees we can get back and the revegetation in the borough is always a, a bit of a key for us as well. Now, talk to us about a few things that you're doing. I saw on your website you've got a shop local competition. So yes. Trying yes. to encourage the locals yeah. to support uh, the local traders. Yeah. Well, we've certainly done that probably for a couple of years now, that actually campaign but what we've done is just really lifted it up to a higher level now so um, we, we did a really strong campaign and uh, a couple of weeks ago on the I think it was the fourth Saturday fourth we opened up uh, Point Lonsdale so we closed the main street of Point Lonsdale the traders came out onto the streets you know we did our lighting of the Christmas tree the virtual lighting from the front beach of Point Lonsdale and took a few attempts to get the lighting to um, to work properly with the big tree but we got there in the end but it was about embracing our, our community and welcoming them back, but also to encourage people to shop local because, you know, sometimes people see a weekend, the traders are really busy, but, you know, it's been a pretty...
pretty hard couple of years and you know the, like everyone there's a lot of making up to do so we're doing a campaign which is um, obviously shop local refer some friends and you go in the running to uh, win some barrel of Queenscliff um, uh, credit cards which has got $50 credit on it but must be used within the borough so oh. all the businesses are, are locked in um, with their FPOS machines um, so you can only use spend it in the borough which is the whole idea to keep people shopping local mm, that's a really interesting yeah. idea and um, uh, yeah speaking of Christmas trees I noticed the one at I think it's Point Lonsdale as you're sort of driving out of here at night time it's all lit up and it looks fantastic it's a rival to the one of the city of Greenwich along. I don't know. Oh, if that's I, would, I, wouldn't, but I wouldn't call it a rival. I think it just you know it's stands on so much better. Well, it's, it's got history, you know. So it's the I believe it's the tallest Christmas tree in the southern hemisphere, and it's and it's done you know by locals. They put it up. They climb the tree physically themselves, and and to put those lights up. And it's part of you know. I remember as even as a kid coming down here, and you know you always used to look out for the Christmas tree. That was like either the Christmas tree or the the lighthouse that you used to always look out for. It was a bit of a competition in the car to see who would who would see see it first and um, and that tradition continues which is a fabulous thing. Now I also see there's a draft coastal plan to talk about the future of the borough's beaches and yep. clearly the beaches are probably one of your biggest assets that you have down here so a very important issue to discuss. Yeah. Yes certainly and that's part of our obviously with the climate emergency response plan as well but we've divided that, that plan into precincts so trying to work out what our community wants and sees in the future and what you know what um, you know what issues we see coming up in the future that might be relevant to those and also will help us in our planning moving forward so once we get this plan endorsed by the state government it will actually make us make it easier for us to, to get things done rather than having to go back through you know the planning of, with Delp every time we want to do something we can show to them it's part of this plan and that should help facilitate things a little bit quicker as well but it was interesting in our, all those precincts what came out as number one was people just like to walk and, and ride by it didn't matter whether it was the back beach of Point Lonsdale or the front beach of Queenscliff. People just want to walk and, and ride bikes, which is great. So, therefore, you know, part of our uh, council plan, we talked about active transport. So, we're doing a, a study um, early next year where we'll be looking at how we can actually make it easier and safer for people to, to cycle and, and, and walk in the borough. But also making sure that those those cycle paths, and link, they all link up with what, for example, the city of Greenwich along want to do so. They're talking about a southeast corridors, you know, running through, you know, through the back of um, Ocean Grove and uh, Marcus Hill around that area. So to make it safe. So whatever we do, we've got to make sure that we we're talking to our colleagues of the city of Greenwich along, but also Mornington as well. You know, a lot of people come across the bay and they'll bring their bikes. Um, you know, and eventually you'd like to think that people coming from Docklands on the Port Arlington ferry, if we can make it safe for people to travel around the Ballerine on on their bikes i think it'd be a great thing yeah it's an interesting idea isn't it coming down to port arlington and then cycling down to queenscliff and then going across them and doing a whole big loop yeah and and i know um you know a lot of even with the the steam train ballerine train you know sometimes the families you know sometimes little kids it's a bit hard for them to do the uh, rail trail both ways but they'll do the uh, rail one way and cycle back the other way mm. yeah. yeah um and uh, you mentioned the climate emergency response plan i bring that up because it was a big issue i remember at the last election and uh, I remember in the candidates' discussion, there are a lot of questions that came up about the climate emergency response plan. So you mentioned active transport as one of those things. Just talk to us about some of the other things that the council well, is considering. Well, certainly, you know, the, the th most important thing about the climate emergency response plan, it, it's, you know, it's community-driven as well. So, you know, obviously we've... And we've also had... Um, 
lot of discussion with the Wadawurrung as well, working closely with them, um, setting goals for not only for council but our community, but also working with um, other, other people like the City Grady Long, Bar and Water, um, Deakin University as well. So making sure what, that we can actually work as a whole to achieve what, what we really want to do, and that is to, to reduce the impact that we have on, on our coastlines and our, our borough of Queenscliff. And sometimes, you know, you've got to start at home. You know, the little things starting at home, which, which is good. And sometimes people say to us, oh, why, why would the borough of Queenscliff do that? You're just a tiny little borough. Well, you know, you've got to start somewhere and we think we should be starting at home. Well, it's been great to talk to you. Anything that we haven't covered? Any final words you'd like to leave? Oh, I think, I think there's plenty. But, um, yeah, thank, thank you very much for the invitation and um, certainly to your, your listeners and wish everyone a Merry Christmas and, a, and let's, let's hope 2022 is a, a great year. Fingers crossed, especially for okay. the borough. Thank you very okay. much. Thanks, Mitchell. Councillor Ross Ebbles there, the Mayor of the Borough of Queenscliff. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts.